0: Somebody put a big old pile of peas on my plate. Like a midlife crisis in my twenties. When you shove everything in the closets and close the doors.
1: There's attention and then
2: you need to be intentional. It's less about the towels in the closet and more about the door. Hi, I'm Laura. Hi, I'm Sarah.
3: And I'm Kim. This is Nikki.
2: And I'm Louise.
3: Hi, and welcome to the Best Parts Podcast, where we invite you to pull up a chair and think about your best parts, which are all your parts.
4: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Best Parts Podcast. I am here with my lovely co-host to talk about something that I think is super important. But first, I have to start with a little story. The other morning, my wife woke up, went to the kitchen to pour a cup of coffee, walked to the linen closet opened it up, took out all the sheets and towels and started organizing them prior to 8am. Mind you, it is a self-proclaimed fact that she is not a morning person. It is uncharacteristic for her to try to accomplish anything without at least three doses of caffeine. So I walked by her and I asked her, why was that the moment to organize the towels? And she said, this has been driving me crazy for a week, knowing that these were all messed up. Even though the closet had been closed and we could not see the towels, the fact they were all disorganized was weighing on her mind and preventing her from fully focusing on other things. It made me start thinking about what are the things that we cannot see that are taking up space in our minds and our lives? You know, those things that distract us, frustrate us and prevent us from moving forward. These things can keep us stuck. They may be behind closed doors, but they are there and they can prevent you from walking the path you want to walk. So my question is, what is your arrange the towel situation that keeps you stuck from doing what you actually want to do?
1: Oh, I have so many thoughts here. I have so many thoughts, so many stories. My first thought that popped in my head was, I actually wish what keeps me stuck was behind closed doors. I have a paper problem. I don't know what to do with it. And so I do nothing with it. And so that was the first thing that popped in my mind was, huh, if only mine was behind a closed door. The second thing that popped in my mind is something that I can't do anything about right now. I can kind of see it, but I can also kind of turn away and not have to deal with it. So, however, it is also weighing heavily on me. And the closer that we in our pod get to being completely vaccinated, the more likely it is I'm going to have to do something about it. So yes yeah, so i had two thoughts one was unfortunately i see the thing that's keeping me stuck and i still don't know what to do about it and the second one is yeah but i can kind of ignore it so it's kind of behind a closed door
4: I, I have a question the paper are you talking about the newspaper or lots of like papers in front of you
1: papers in front of me like mail paper like you know Re- mail paper that comes in the mail yeah yeah
4: well, i'm gonna help you just recycle those as <laughs> to say is there anything that you need to keep
1: i can't
3: I can't. I can't. I can't. Oh, there's a story there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm big on recycling. I'm still trying to figure out what do I keep behind closed doors because I feel like I feel like I deal with so much of the things that start bothering me. Well, you know, there is the, the one thing, and we started talking about this earlier this season was body issues. I keep a lot of my, my body issues behind, behind closed doors in certain ways, like by ignoring the fact that I have a body, which is an odd thing to say. I take care of it. I, I exercise it. I, you know, do things with it, but I don't think about it. I don't connect with it. I don't have a relationship with my body. like I have a relationship in other places in my life. So maybe that's the thing that it does does weigh on me. It does sit in the back of my head and make me think things that maybe I wouldn't otherwise be thinking. And it is taking up space because I've pushed it away so far. So yeah, thanks for asking the question.
1: I have to jump in, Kim, because I have several clients that I don't think it's an odd thing to say that you don't have a relationship with your body. I have several clients that tell me that I don't know anything from the neck down. So I don't think it's odd. I think I don't like I sometimes say to them when they're like, why am I the only one? Like, sorry, you're not that special of a snowflake. So I don't know if that makes you feel any better or not.
3: I mean, it's interesting because I do have a very good relationship with my body in that I am very somatically aware. I'm very in tune with the nuances that my body tells me, but my body as an entity doesn't feel like mine. So I don't, I don't recognize it as mine. It's a weird thing. It is a weird thing to talk about. I move on, please. (laughs) I'm going to say
0: one more (laughs) thing before we move on. I understand because- somatically I'm very connected I can locate my feelings but as a whole is where I feel disconnected from it as a whole entity instead of the pieces of it so I don't know if that's what you're saying but that's how it feels to me where I'm very connected to the feeling and the sensation and if I have pain I have no problem being with that pain in a part but when I try to integrate with the whole the whole enchilada (laughs) my body. (laughs) That's, that's where I find a challenge. So I, I love the towel question too, Sarah. I always think of it in my peripherals where it's not in my direct line of sight, but I have these things that I'm aware of, like hanging out just outside of my direct focus. And that's where I carry things like, well, my kitchen isn't quite how I want it. And I need time to work on it, but other things are more important, but I really want to get it situated. And it's like right here. Sometimes it's right here where I'm working on it, but other times it's just like hanging out, causing like an energetic drain because I'm trying to not think about it as much as I'm trying to focus forward. Yes.
1: It causes an energetic drain. I think that really sums up what it feels like is happening. And and I guess Kat was kind of like, and I'm done being drained. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that there's a some sort of joke there about drains, towels. I don't know.
3: There probably is. It all went down the drain. It all know. went down the drain. Yeah. Spiraling down the drain. I So I explained this concept in a slightly different way with, with a plate of food um, where I have all the things on my plate that I'm trying to do, right? All of the things that, that I want to do. And as everybody knows, I love eating at the buffet of life. So there's lots of variety on my plate, but somebody put a big old pile of peas on my plate and those peas went running everywhere. And it's like, I don't hate peas, but they're not gonna be what I really want to eat. It's like, I didn't invite them on my plate. They're just there. And now they're kind of stuck into everything or running across the table or they've fallen onto whatever. And now I have to chase the freaking peas. Now I'm spending all my energy on peas, which are something that I don't want to even deal with anymore. And they're pervasive. Like those little suckers run everywhere. So I, that's kind of the analogy instead of towels and linens, like it's peas all over my plate. <laughs> all I can hear in my head is somebody peed on your plate. So- I know.
1: I'm really grateful. <laughs> we're talking yeah. about peas rolling versus other things because I'm with Nikki,
0: but that's a great analogy. <laughs> It is. That's a These great people. analogy, but I mean, like they, they put peas on your plate, but I heard peed on your plate. It's. Just... They
3: didn't pee. No, it's not peeing in my cornflakes, which that is okay, another thing. That's saying. a whole
0: different thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not even thinking like actual pee, even though I understand it translates, but just because my
3: brain wanted to be funny today. Apparently so. <laughs> no, it's those bright green things that are rolling everywhere and stuck in, you know, places that, oh, now I'm going. no See, oh, I didn't okay. do that. <laughs>
2: It's
3: like going
1: to the
2: beach. There's too much sand and places. Or glitter. There's too much glitter everywhere. Oh, but I love glitter. I know. Okay, so Lily. I had enough. I was gonna just pull a Laura and say, Sarah, what was the question again?
4: (laughs) The question was, what is your organize your towels moment or thing, the thing that that clouds your brain from doing what you want to do?
2: think for me, it's less about the towels in the closet and more about the door. I feel like for me, it's more not that I'm thinking about getting into what that mess looks like, but what's preventing me from even looking in the closet in the first place. So if there were no doors, I think I would have a tidy linen closet. But I get trapped in that cycle of what's keeping me from getting into some of the messy stuff. What are those things that prevent me from even looking at the linen closet? I can have a towel hang in the bathroom and just keep washing it and using the same towel, using the same face cloth, using the same dish rag. I could do all of that and never have to look into the linen closet. So I, I think, Sarah, when you asked that question, I was like, no, for me it's about those doors. You close the doors in your hallway. Do you ever have to look in those bedrooms if you never go in there?
0: It's like getting ready for guests when you shove everything in the closets and close the doors so nobody can see. <laughs> what? You do that? No, what no other people guests? do.
4: Wait. Yeah, what, what are guests? <laughs> what are guests? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the all right. thing. No. <laughs> so the one thing that I asked Kat later, like like two days later, I'm like, do you feel better about the towels? She's like, yes, because it was like the little things. Sometimes I have a list of things I have to do and I have these huge projects or these big things I want to do, but it's the little things that I need to get off my plate first. So maybe she has to get the peas off of her plate before she can eat the lasagna. Right. Exactly. Um, and, and that was the thing is, is she said, that's the thing is getting the little things off of my plate or getting the little things done, help me accomplish the big things. But the problem is, is we often shove the little things to the side. And then when I try to do my big project, all I'm thinking about is how I need to freaking fold the towel. So I found that to be interesting. And I don't know if anyone relates with that. I feel like Laura does.
3: Yeah. So Louise, you and I talk about this. This is the, the sand and pebbles and rocks. This is all the sand that the gap filler that we spend all of our energy on that doesn't get us to the big rocks in our life.
1: Right. That's where I was thinking was, do I then spend all my time playing around in my closet and then don't actually go do the big stuff that needs to be done?
2: Right. Right. Are you filling your jar with sand and not? Is it an avoidance? Like, yes, it's an energy sucker, but do you use it just as a distraction? Is it a shiny thing? I was, was- going to ask you, Louise, about
1: your the, the door. Is that resistance? Would you say that's resistance to going? in? Oh, for vacancy? sure.
2: For sure, right? Like, right now, I think my door is a task list. That's probably the size of a door. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Two-sided. <laughs> well, the interesting thing about a door, too, though, is sometimes we need to close the door to be able to focus. Sometimes it isn't time to work on that stuff. And... Ideally, we wouldn't have things that were just lingering, that were hanging out in the peripherals, that were be that were the towels needing to be organized. But sometimes, you know, I need to stop distracting myself. I need to stop worrying about changing the batteries in all of the smoke detectors because I have I really want to build a business. I have to stop worrying about, I don't know, picking up Bentley's toys everywhere because I have a phone call I have to make. That might be a challenging phone call or whatever that case may be. Sometimes we need to close that door. We need to let things linger in the periphery because if all we focused on were those tiny things tapping us on the shoulder, on the arm, on the back saying, remember, I'm still here too. It, it gets chaotic and swirly.
1: I also feel like it just, it's easy for the time to get to slip away. And so what I'm, you know, after we did that episode on wasting time, I have been paying, I've been more cognizant um, and aware of what I'm spending my time doing. And it's shocking to me how much time just slips away. But back to, back to my paper story where I was like, I can't, I can't. What happens with me is I can let it build to a point and then it becomes probably like cat, like I am going to do this right now because I can't stand it another minute. So it's like it builds in the, you know, all of that energy builds and builds. And then suddenly I'm like, oh crap, this has got to be done right now. And I feel so much better when it's done. It's amazing.
3: Clutter busting, it's a huge thing. Clutter
1: busting, I've never heard that term. What, I
3: just made it up. That's trademarked <gasps> Kim Romain.
1: Clutter busting, bought for you by Kim Romain.
2: Yeah. I think- I- oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think too that we right now are looking for a way to bring more order into a chaotic world. So when we are constantly outside of our comfort zone and constantly these days having to deal with some of the things that are going on outside of our control, we look for those things that we can control like the linen closet, um, like the peas on the plate. So I think that's part of it too. So there are distracting things that can pull us away. There's also time to set aside to say, how can I control, what is it can I control in my life? Uh, how can I control these little small things because the world is out of control.
0: And to intentionally open the door, say, you know what, Saturday, I'm taking time to get all of the lingering things that are just hanging out and going to bust through as much of those as I can. Bust through that clutter, cam.
4: <laughs> I, I remember, a few, this reminded me a few years back, I was going through a breakup, I was going through a like a midlife crisis in my 20s. I hope that that wasn't midlife because that Early means I life. only have like a year left. Quarterly <laughs> crisis. <laughs> Quarter life, um, yeah. And I, I came home and I just started doing exactly what the story I just said about cat. I started cleaning the kitchen and like reorganizing the plates and doing all the things and changing the furniture. And the roommate I had at the time is like, what are you, what's going on? I'm like, I realized that this is the only thing I feel like I can control in my life right now because I'm, I'm, I, my, my, my heart hurts and I think I want to leave this job and I'm miserable. So I'm just going to change the furniture around. And it like made, it, it gave me a new sense of like, okay, now I can like tackle the, the heavy shit. Right. I think the problem is sometimes we like, it's like a weird thing between these little things need to get done so I can work on the big things? Or are these little things totally distracting me from doing the big things? And what's the difference there?
1: There's a tension there, I think. And, and I think you have to be, I think there's a tension and then you need to be intentional about that and understanding, am I using this to, you know, not do the big things or will this ultimately like, in Kat's case and like my case with the paper, when I get to where I'm just done and I can't do anything anymore, Then it allows me more space once
0: the thing is done. Well, and when I am processing big emotions, doing things like rearranging the environment or like rolling up the sleeves and getting into a deep clean allows that to process in the background in a way that feels more manageable until I feel whether it's more organized or have perfectly spotless floors whatever that external thing that I'm doing is, it lets it run on a program in my subconscious
3: so I can almost gear up to deal with the emotion and the feelings that feel too much. When I love what Laura just said, and I want to kind of grasp onto that just for a second, where there is attention, So we are in tension and we need to be intentional about what we give our attention to.
1: You know, we're all, you guys are really conflict conscious of the fact that I have parts, because I talk about them all the time i wish i had a part that would like to clean the house i'm just saying i do not have that part
2: so if anybody would <laughs> get somebody that part, to clean your house for you i do like yeah, i
1: know but i wish i had that part i have lots of sister parts with people you know cranky parts and parts of judge and all that but i do not have that part i do not have that part i'm kind of sad, I'm
3: sad. i married that part of myself
1: <gasps> that was
4: smart <laughs> right? i hired I hired that part.
3: (laughs) Well, I I do hire that part part too, and I'm not sure that he really loves it, but I, but I married the part that will absolutely take care of that for me. It was
1: cheaper than hiring,
3: not necessarily.
0: (laughs) And I created that part because I don't like to clean, but I like how it feels after I clean, and so that's what I lean into.
3: Yeah, well, and mine goes back to clutter busting. I don't love to clean, but I love to organize. And if I have that chance to declutter and organize and get it tidy, it gets clean in the process. So that's the
4: part of me that I tapped into. Clutterbuster Kim.
3: It's a total
1: trademark, I'm just saying.
4: <laughs> so what do we do? It's a very open-ended question. <laughs> what we, like in the world, Sarah. <laughs> what, do we, what do we do when we have the the little things that are, are driving us crazy? Like, do we have what skills? do we use? What coping mechanisms do we use?
1: I actually try to, I've learned that I have different energy at different time of the day. And so I figured out when I'm more energetic and then that's when I do my brain work. And then when I'm, and I've been actually getting to the place where I'm actually trying to move my clients to earlier in the day, because by three or four o'clock, I'm about done. And so that's a good time to do clutter busting because it doesn't take a lot of skill or a lot of emotional a toll on me and so i try to schedule those times and for the most part that's worked better for me than just waiting until a part like blows its mind blows up and loses its mind about all
3: the clutter blown up parts that's not pretty
2: i i think for me just pausing for a moment and just saying you know what will this bring me if i take my time to do do that what what am I going to be feeling at the end? Am I going to be feeling relief or is it going to be more anxiety because I'm not focused on what's really important? Is it a big rock or is it sand? And that's, for me, that's how I try to filter through all of that stuff. Is it a distraction or is it really important for me to feel like I have a little bit of control over the situation so I need to go do that right now? I need to open the door and have a look behind it to see uh, what's there.
1: I love that, it's kind of like time traveling to the other side of the event to see how do I feel about the action I took. I love that Louise.
2: Yeah,
3: I, I check in with my future self. I've been doing that more and more often. And I, if I recognize it, if I can stop and recognize them in a moment of, I have to make a choice here, I ask my future self. I check in with her and see what it is that she would want me to do in this situation. And I notice that when I lean into that, I'm much more calm. I have much more ease and whatever it is that I'm doing seems to go more quickly. And then I'm able to actually pick up the other thing that was there.
0: To piggyback a little, I always, especially if it's something I don't want to do, I will tell myself I'm doing this for my future self. But then I also, when I'm in my future self, as time goes by, I will thank my past self, even if it wasn't an intentional moment, like, thank you, past self, for doing this. This was awesome. And being in a little bit of gratitude space for that helps motivate me forward, but also reflect back, like, I want to keep creating this for myself, taking care of my future self and being grateful to my past self for what I did. So also within that I know I get, I call it tornado brain where thoughts just circle and circle and circle and circle. And if it's the things that are in my peripheral things, I'm trying to shove in an overstuffed closet, writing it down can help. And then I get a front and back of the door to-do list and it can be too much. So (laughs) there's, there's bitter and sweet with the, the writing it down. It helps to put it down. So I'm not carrying that psychic energy, But if it's not dealt with, then that's when I need to build another closet and it becomes much more of a chore
3: than just dealing with it in the first place. I'm totally learning from you, Nikki, and I am going to borrow the thanking my future self. I think I do do that in some way, but I don't think I do it intentionally. So I'm totally borrowing that from you. Thank you for letting me learn from you today.
1: You're welcome. Anytime. I love that. Yeah, it's great.
4: I would just like to put a plug here that on June 15th, you can get my book, which is called Your Future Self Will Thank You on (laughs) Amazon.com.
0: It's the same thing framed in a different way, right? It's just, it's about how you hear it and how it lands sometimes.
4: Absolutely. The one last thing I want to say is the writing it down is how I handle it. It's the to do list. If, If it's up here in my brain thinking, oh, I have all these things to do, once I write it in my to do list, Then it gets done and my to-do list is kind of categorized by what's important and what can wait, right? I have been trying to think about ordering contacts for the last four weeks. Every time I open the drawer, I'm like, oh, I'm running low on contacts. Oh, I'm running low on contacts, but I haven't written it down yet, so I haven't done it. So I'm gonna go do that.
0: You know what I do, Sarah? I just, because I have to get dog food. I literally scooped the last today. I put it in front of my front door. So when I leave, even though I didn't have time to write it down, I'm like, it's right there. It's my memory jog.
4: (laughs) I'm going to go right down that I have to get contacts. Nikki, you go right down that you have to pick up dog food. And I want to thank all of you for listening to us and pulling up a chair with us today. Go organize your towels, eat the peas, or close the closet door. Do whatever you need to do to go about your day. We look forward to seeing all of you again right here next week. And until then, remember, we see you, we love you, and all the parts are the best parts. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Best Parts
3: Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would love it if you would share this podcast on social media or with anyone you think would enjoy it. After all, sharing is caring. And be sure to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts as it helps others find us. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at the Best Podcast, or visit our website at thebestpartspodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, remember that all the parts are the best parts.